Hey friends, welcome to the Life Lab. This is Lexi. Today we're gonna to talk about choosing a word of the year. Do you choose a word of the year? Do you even know what that is? <laughs> so today I would like to talk to you about how to choose a word of the year and why it can be a powerful tool for personal growth and development. Some of you may know what a word of the year is and some of you may be saying, what the heck do you mean by word of the year? For me, a word of the year is a single word that represents your focus and intention for the next 12 months. It can be a word that represents a goal, a feeling, a theme, or anything else that really resonates with you. I've chosen words of the year for the last four or five years now. My most powerful one and the most meaningful one to me was in 2019, I believe it was. No, 2018. 2018 and I chose the word warrior and I actually ended up having that tattooed on my wrist as a daily reminder. So how do you choose your word of the year? The process of choosing a word of the year is super personal and it really varies from person to person. Some people will reflect on their past year and identify areas where they want to improve and other people like to think about what they want to bring into their lives and what they want to achieve. That was me. That's usually how I pick mine is things that I want to bring into myself, how I'm going to achieve this. You can also look up lists of words that inspire you and see which one kind of resonates with you the most. Why is picking a word of the year beneficial to you? So having a word of the year can really help you focus and ground your intention and attention for the coming year. It can also serve as a reminder throughout the year of what you want to achieve and where you want to focus on. So it's something that can just kind of bring you back as your year is going on and you get lost in the day-to-day -day stuff. Just having that one word that you can look at and be reminded of what you're trying to do for the year can set you back onto course. And as you go through your year, you can also reflect on how your word has impacted your life and if that still is something that resonates with you. Today, I'm going to talk to you about my personal journey in choosing the word of the year for me. For the year 2023, I have chosen the word ease. I chose ease as my word of the year because I'd been feeling overwhelmed and stressed in various aspects of my life. And I realized that I needed to prioritize my own well-being. So let me tell you just a little bit more about what ease means to me. So in choosing ease as my guiding principle, it means intentionally creating a life that is simplified, peaceful, and flowing. And my life has not been like that in the past. And so this is very important to me so that I can focus on the things that matter most and kind of work on eliminating all the unnecessary noise and clutter that can cause stress and anxiety. When I am prioritizing my own well-being and living with more intention, I'm going to be able to take more control of my life and create that sense of common purpose that I really desire. So in choosing ease, it's a reminder to be mindful of the choices that I make and to create space for the activities and people that are bringing me joy and fulfillment. And I don't really care for the word balance, but I'm trying to think of a better word that about like saying it's about finding balance um, so, and learning to say no to things that don't align with my values and priorities. So ultimately, ease for me 
is about creating a life that is meaningful and fulfilling both for myself and for those around me. One of the ways that I've chosen to bring ease into my life is through decluttering. And decluttering is not just going through all of your shit and getting rid of what no longer serves you. Trust me, I also plan on being a ruthless editor. Shout out to Ali Kazaza for that term um, in terms of physical items. But for me, the decluttering is more of getting rid of the mental baggage. So when you get rid of the physical stuff, it can help you get rid of the mental stuff too. And for me, that means I want to focus on simplifying my schedule, my thoughts, and my commitments. Decluttering matters for your brain because it reduces that cognitive load that you're carrying and frees up mental space for more important tasks. By eliminating the distractions and unnecessary stress, you become able to think more clearly, be more present, and focus on what truly matters. So there's been some studies that have been showing that decluttering can help improve productivity, reduce stress and anxiety, and increase your increase your creativity. <laughs> um, when there's less physical and mental clutter, our brains are better able to process information and make more efficient use of our mental resources. So this means that if you are not constantly worrying about the pile of crap that's sitting on your desk that you have been meaning to go through for six months, then you are going to free up the space to be more creative or, or to create more intentional time with your kids or your family or whoever you're trying to spend time with. And instead of thinking about that pile of paper that you have yet to go through for whatever reason. And so for me, I am going to really bring that ease into my life by doing simple things every day, just trying to be like 1% better every day with picking up the stuff I see in the house, not just throwing the groceries on the counter and then thinking about getting to them two days later to finally get the cans and the different things put away. And side note, all of this stuff that I'm talking about right now is not stuff that's going to be happening overnight. It is a process for the entire year for me to work this into my everyday life so that it does become my everyday life. Another way I've decided to incorporate ease into my life was, or is, and was, <laughs> by setting and continuing to set boundaries. So I have said no to so many commitments and obligations that haven't aligned with my values and priorities, and yes, to what truly matters for me. And this has allowed me to focus my energy on the things that brought me peace and joy. I actually just wrote a chapter for a new book coming out soon about the power of saying no and what that one word can free up for you. Prior to 2020, I was saying yes to everything. I was running kids to dance. I was going to soccer. I was doing swim. I was doing my workouts. I was trying to create meal plans for the family. It was a constant go, 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 go without a lot of no. And right before uh, the world kind of shut down. I ha was having thoughts of how can I create more space for what I really want to do for me because I had lost me and all the hustle. And so what saying no can do, it can be a powerful tool in creating the ease in your life. And there is some neuroscience behind this to support this idea. When we say yes to too many things, our brains become overwhelmed with that cognitive load that I was talking about before. 
We can become anxious and stress as we try to keep up with all of our commitments. Our brains can only handle so much information at once. And when we overload it, we become less effective and efficient in our thinking and decision-making. So by saying no, we're able to reduce this cognitive load and free up some space in our brains. This will help create that mental and emotional ease so we're not constantly worrying about what we've committed to, where we need to be, where the kids need to be, what we're making for dinner, all of that. It allows us to prioritize our own well-being as we're not sacrificing our own needs and desires for the sake of others. Say no can also help establish and maintain healthy boundaries. When we say yes to everything, it is so easy, guys, to become overextended and neglectful of our own needs. That's where I was. And that can lead to burnout and a a decrease in your overall well-being. When you're saying no, you're starting to be able to set limits and focus on what truly matters. And part of those boundaries, I'm sorry to say, can mean that you might lose some friendships or some relationships that you thought were important to you. But when you set that boundary, they become hard, those relationships. I I experienced this and the friends and the people that I am with now are vastly different than the people I was with three, four years ago. And a lot of that just goes to show that when I set boundaries and prioritized me and taking care of me and my family those friendships kind of disappeared because I was not always being the one saying yes to their requests to do things. And saying no, it can be empowering. It allows you to take control of your life and make decisions that align with your values and your priorities. When you say no to things that don't serve us, that's when you're creating that space for doing what you really want to do. And that can increase your sense of self-efficacy. And it can also boost your confidence because Now, in my experience, I'm surrounded by people that are loving a lot of the things that I love to do. I'm vacationing. I'm in book clubs. I'm taking my daughter to things that she wants to do very intentionally, not an every day of the week type of thing. And so she's able to create space in her life now too, because I'm not saying yes to all these things that I think that we should be doing to keep up with whatever invisible standard we were trying to keep up with. And another reason that I really like the word ease as my word of the year is that it can help me encourage mindfulness in my everyday life. It can help me become more aware of my thoughts and feelings and actions, and I'm able to be present and intentional in my interactions with others. And that really, really helps me create a more meaningful experience when I'm trying to build relationships because connecting with people is one of my core values. I love connecting with people and letting them know that when they're speaking to me, they have my full attention. I'm not thinking about all of the things that I need to do later on in the day or the next weekend. And so choosing ease is my word is really helping me cultivate that mindfulness in my everyday activity. I'm able to slow down a little bit more and appreciate the small moments in life that bring me joy and fulfillment. Just this morning, I was able to spend two and a half hours with my book club ladies talking about books and life and not worrying about where I needed to go next or what I needed to do 
because I had prioritized that in my day and not overcommitted myself to other things. I've been able to let go of distractions and stay in that present moment. And it's increased my overall sense of well-being in just in the short time that I've really, really been practicing it. I'm not rushing through my life right now. I'm able to savor each moment and truly appreciate what's around me in that moment. I'm grateful so far for what ease is bringing into my life. So for me, what it really, really boils down to is that ease is a means of optimizing my energy and my resources. When I have ease in my life, I'm able to be more productive and focused and not as bogged down by stress and overwhelm. And that's what I really, really want. Have you chosen any word of the year? What's your word? I'd really, really love to know. That's what we have for today. And I'm so thankful that you're here. If you have chosen a word, send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what it is. Talk soon. Hey friends, I hope that you are loving what you have heard on the podcast so far. I'd like to invite you to join us over in the Life Lab today and discover the power of transformation. We have a community of like-minded individuals that is committed to empowering each other to reach their goals, overcome obstacles, and create the life that you truly want. Don't settle for a life that's anything less than what you want. Join the Life Lab and start living your best life today.